This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Sorry, I have to recover from. Have to recover from uh, as soon as it went quiet before our music started. We got the friendly. Remember, I'm still here in the form of a. Oh, I don't know if that went out over the air. You folks He's still going? Heard that. Is he still? Go- I'm just <laughs> muted. <laughs> I just like that. It's like he knew. Oh, there's no music playing now. Hey, folks. And, of course, we know that's his greeting telling us. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Don't forget me. Folks, uh, you can call in. Leave us a message if you'd like. one 509 4545 Best way to do that. Mention it's for Kelly and company, if you would, and give us permission to use your message on air. one 509 45 On Twitter, you can follow along at AMI-audio. Ramya's at all Rams with a Z. I'm at AMI-Kelly-Mac. And uh, if you wish as well, send a message to the gang at Communications and Marketing. Maybe you've got questions about AMI-TV, AMI-Tele, or AMI-Audio feedback at AMI.ca. Ramya Muthan and Kelly McDonald. Is he still barking? Are you oh, not even going to... I didn't even <laughs> default on mute. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, on Fridays, we like to talk audiobooks. Uh, and, of course, we get recommendations. But the fun stuff is talking newness in the audiobook world and trends and things that are happening. So we bring on Ryan Huey on Fridays for the Chatty Bookshelf. And Rye, it's a big celebration in the audiobook mm. world right now. How are you? Good. No, I'm I'm great. Thanks for asking, guys. But I just wanted to circle back. So I remember uh, there was one time where uh, we didn't we didn't catch you and put you on mute, and uh, Guide Dog Joe got blamed. Uh, he was getting text messages. Hey, listen to your segment. I heard Joe barking. I'm like, that wasn't Joe. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, oh, it was yeah. it was, it like, was actually yeah. that day that <laughs> I decided that I will mute. I don't want any dogs to take the blame for Glizzy. No, it's, right. it's just funny though because I was just like, yeah, that was him. Like I didn't, I didn't want to throw any other dogs under the bus. But no, oh, right. you're right. You're so kind, it, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a dog lover. But uh, you're right. It is a big celebration. So I got the date wrong. But as of yesterday, our friends at Audible turned 25. So Audible has been around for 25 years now. They've been delighting audiobook listeners with. Anything and everything, and we know all of the changing in programming and all the new introductions um, that have come over the past couple of years. So, you know, happy birthday, Audible, because I love you and I spend way too much money on you, but it's it's great. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to continue to, to buy those audiobooks. So everybody out there, um, that is the original audible.com. But uh, since then, they have reached out and they are in tons of different uh, marketplaces now, the UK, India, Canada, um, Mexico is another one, uh, some South American countries, uh, Asian countries too. So they're, they're worldwide now. And like I said, 25 years, there's a ton of audiobooks out there for listening. Wow. A couple of things here. Uh, first of all, I was a little premature in the last segment. So on behalf of Frosty the Snowman, happy birthday, Audible. Uh, 25 years. Ryan, does it seem like that to you? What? When did you first ever become involved with Audible? Like it, 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 We talk about this explosion since we've been doing Kelly and Company of audiobooks. 
And I don't wish to suggest for a moment, well, isn't that once we started? Isn't that when Audible started? 25 years. Phenomenal. And I understand different things looked different, totally different type of company back then. But we're looking, you know, before the turn of the century. And you know what, we're looking back and they're actually doing some things back to their roots. So I just found some things today. And so they're like, here's the first audio book that we had on our on our shelves. And just the sound quality compared to what it is now. Um, and that was the best that was available at the time, right? But to answer your question, uh, my first audiobook purchase was in 2010. Uh, that was before I lost my vision. Uh, and, uh, it was kind of about six months before then. And I started listening and it was, you know, driving to and from school and stuff. And it's like, I got a long road trip. What I'm sick and tired of the music. What can I do? And podcasts were kind of a thing back then, but not really. Right. So, uh, it was, Hey, let's purchase an audiobook, download it under your, uh, your iPod and, and go from there. So, uh, right. Yeah. So they were, well, I mean, they were they, they were around much before uh, I, I bought my first audio book. Yeah, it's interesting because of so I, I don't remember because what I obviously I used audio books for the resources that I've used them um, since I was nine, ten years old, of course. But back then I, I heard more about Kindles and things like that going on. And that that was taking center stage. No, and you know what? They're still around. And yeah. you know what? Oh, yeah. Kindle is actually kind of uh, in the news uh, recently, too. Um, they're on the launch of their brand new, I don't even know what one, their Kindle 5, Kindle 9. Uh, th- there was a number there, and uh, I don't have one, so I'm, I'm not too uh, familiar with that. But I got a question for you guys. Who do you think owns Goodreads, the the app where you can, it's kind of like Facebook, but for book lovers? I go on... Mm. <laughs> You know, the mm. funny part is I use Goodreads all the time to get quotes and uh, to prep things for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast, but I have no idea. I just Me Google either. it. No idea. I mean, <laughs> I don't I even use I it for can't. reviews. I think that's what people use it for, right? Mostly. I think right. when you and say I, we're going to be like, oh, oh, maybe. Yeah. I, you're not going to believe it, but I didn't even know this and I'm ashamed to say it, but it's Amazon. Amazon oh, owns no. Goodreads. And I couldn't believe it when I found that out. And this next part will make sense to you. But because Amazon owns it, what they're going to start doing in 2023 is including Goodreads ratings. So when you're on Goodreads and you finish, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, you give it one through five stars. And they're going to be including those on the Kindle and on the Amazon marketplace for books and eventually for audiobooks. But they're starting out in 2023 with uh, with, with books Hmm. Who who started Goodreads though? Because Amazon bought it, didn't they? Yeah, they did buy. I'm not quite sure who started it. Uh, they were just talking about the yeah. here and now in, right. in the article. So um, I think this is cool because it kind of gives another sort of outlet, right? Because I'm, you know, people can just it's easy enough to click stars, and and you never really know. Just when you thought you might not want to do that anymore, yeah. this gives you a little bit more of an incentive because now they're going to be posted more large scale. But I think that uh, they're going to even branch out into the reviews. So right now it's in the beta testing. So they have it's it's available to some, but not all. And I don't know how they're choosing this. Uh, so some people are saying, I don't see it. I don't see it. But other people are saying oh, it's right there. So what's going on is when you see the title, it'll say, oh, this book has been rated 1000 times and it'll have a, a rating to the to the right of that. But then to the right of that will be a blue rating, and that will be your Goodreads rating. So there's going to be 
a little bit of discrepancy. Maybe it's a 3.5 on the Kindle, but maybe it's a 4.2 or, or, you know, vice versa on the, the Goodreads based on, on the ratings there. But I was looking through some of the books on my Goodreads shelf and there's a ton of ratings. Uh, even for newer ones that have only been released, you know, one or two weeks, they're already in the hundreds. So I think this is a really good move by Amazon to do this and to give just another outlet to for people to see what others think about this book. Because a lot of people do base their purchases on that stuff. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's it's how it is with a lot of things, right? You want to see if things are trending, if other people uh, like the book. or And this is a very simple way to do it. You don't have to go scroll through many written reviews and pages and pages of it. You just see a number and decide based on that. You're absolutely kind of right. shallow, so, but true. <laughs> no, it's so, it's so accurate. And I think the interesting part about this is when they incorporate the Goodreads reviews. So when I upload a review to Goodreads, they're going to incorporate that into, let's say, the Audible reviews or the, the Kindle reviews. Uh, so mm-hmm. when this does come worldwide, it's going to be available for everybody to see. So it's kind of giving another jump off for someone like myself if I want my reviews to be you know, head, head of the table, right? You, they're going to get a lot more views. But I'm curious how they're going to decipher, right? Hey, is this one that was posted on Audible or is this one that was posted on Goodreads? Because you know there's going to be a way. And if there's a way to kind of integrate both of them. So I think it's a yeah. really cool idea. And they own all of it. They own Audible and Goodreads. So it means that they've got all of it. And let's, let's face it, they have the that. money. Yeah, they have the money to, no to say, okay, we need to introduce this coding or that coding or hire this person to or make a new job to, mm-hmm. to say, hey, you're responsible for this. So I think it's going to be really cool. Um, it's rolling out in, it will be in the US only for, I believe, the first couple of months is what they're looking at. But they're looking by April to kind of move this worldwide. And they're saying sooner the better. They want it worldwide as quickly as possible. So I think once they work out those first few bugs, uh, we're going to start seeing some some numbers pop up on our Kindles and uh, eventually on Audible and, and the other apps that uh, Amazon uses. And this is not going to be limited to people using Amazon's publishing, right? No, but they said that okay. uh, for the first few, so not all books are incorporated in, in it as of now, but they're look, I, I think they're just, right, the upload speed is just not quick enough for right. Yeah. the billions of books out there um, that have been rated, right? So I think what's going to happen is they're going to give priority to those uh, self-published Amazon titles and some of the bigger kind of publishers, your HarperCollins or your you know, Penguin Audio, that, those sorts of things. And then they'll get down into the more indie uh, books and they'll get placed on there and, and they'll go from there. Okay. Be interesting and it's see. all available. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see with the ratings at, at, that people give now and, you know, how that gets people more participating or the mechanisms so that you're getting those proper ratings based on. Um, and I don't know now, I don't know a lot about how that's figured out, but you you hope they're the credible ratings, not I thought it was a terrible book. And that be, you know, you give it a, you, you want ratings that speak to quality of book you know there are so many things that you could just say it's a slow read from you know um and and things like that but i i don't know how much that matters or if you just think it's it's a bad book because it's too long and multiple people think that it, it can bring down what that review is or rating of that book 
No, you're absolutely right. And that's a big thing in the rating world, especially on Goodreads. Uh, there's something called rating bombing, and they will specifically give a negative review to a book so that it doesn't show up on bestsellers lists and that it messes with the algorithms. And then right. let's say the, the reviewer will go make a fake profile with an e a different email address and do it again. So now what they're doing is there's two-step verification, and you can only create one Goodreads account per email. So I can't have four associated with, um, you know, my email account and I'm just giving bad reviews because I don't like the author. Or I have a personal vendetta against the narrator or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's kind of becoming more of a thing. Uh, but you know what, I think that, uh, they're going to kind of nip it in the butt with, with this a, a little bit there. So will there be a different ratings, um, or sets of ratings based on if you're using Kindle or if you're using Audible for an audiobook, so that things such as narrators, such as reading style or the, the the look of it that you might enjoy on a Kindle versus the sound of that 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 narrator, things like that, that'll be also part of the part of the equation, or or really will it just be based on the book, the content? I I think there's going to have to be. Um, so even when you look at your Audible ratings, you have. They rate you overall rating, story, and narration. So it's a little bit different. You have three different ratings, all out of five, whereas Goodreads is just rate this book out of five, and right. you give it a one through five. I think that they're going to start out with the simplistic form of that, but I think what they're going to do is have to move into something a little bit different when you get into the audiobook. I think this might even drive up Kindle ratings. Mm -hmm. So if you have a book, let's say there's four ratings on the Kindle, but there's 4,000 on the Goodreads, I, I think that um, that's going to push some more people or push uh, some sort of incentives through Amazon to be like, hey, look at, we're getting outrated by 4,000 people on one book. Like, how, yeah. how is this? I, I think that there's going to be some competition there. And I think that there's it's going to drive up um, ratings on, on the site and traffic to, to the site, which is good for our narrator friends, which is good for our indie book authors and uh, some of our indie uh, uh, publishers. Yep. yep. Interesting argument, because one would argue... All I want as a rating is this book, good or bad. You know, it had nothing to do with the way it looks, the way the length, or just is it a good book? And I and I think that's where sort of the argument of those who have been with Goodreads forever, they may argue that that what's it matter if the narrator's great? We're talking the book. Exactly, and you know what? I think the important thing here is that we're not going to make everybody happy, right? In the whether in the rating system, and either as even as an author, I was. Uh, I, I did a couple of things with some authors just recently, and that's what they said. The hardest thing was realizing that not everybody's going to love the book as much as they love the book that they put out. And there's going to be some people that absolutely despise it. And I think they, you know, learning that you're not going to make everybody happy. And if you are, you're doing something wrong is sort of mm -hmm. um, the, the way they were looking at it. So I think it's the same sort of thing when you're getting into a rating system. And that's why yep. typically I won't look at a rating before I read the book. And then I'll go back and read the book. I'm the total opposite. Even if it's highly recommended and <laughs> no, I'm going to read it, no. I look at the rating. Ryan, we got to get you out of here. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, guys. Ryan Huey on the Chatty Bookshelf. Me, it's just a description of the book. What it's about. Am I interested? We're back in a moment with Cut for Time. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. <laughs> 